This is a Nerd and Tie podcast. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and we are back for December. I hope everyone has been having a good holiday season, if you celebrate any December holidays. If you don't, well, I hope you went out and saw a movie or something. Uh, I'm recording this before it happens, but there's a Star Wars out. And cats which looks terrifying to me, and I have not seen it, and I probably will not see it in theaters even when this episode comes out. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, I hope you're staying warm. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, enjoy your summer, you jerks. No. Um, <laughs> well, on this episode, we're going to be doing something uh, a little bit different than normal, and that is we're actually going to talk about Something that affects practical spell work. I know. Shocker. We're going to talk about, like, something that might actually be useful for doing witchcraft, besides me just rambling on some weird philosophical topic or talking about some piece of witchcraft history. We're going to talk about something that might actually affect your actual witchcraft. I know. Hope I haven't lost you there. It's This whole thing was spawned uh, because I got uh, a message in the inbox the other day. And uh, it, the person writes to me uh, about the subject extinguishing candles. And this has just led me down a rabbit hole. You see, they wrote, This might just be a trivial thing, but for the short time I've been studying Wicca, one small thing that confuses me is extinguishing candles. I've seen it in countless places that you should never blow out your candle, but to snuff it out to be respectful to the elements of fire. Either way, you're just suffocating the flame. Does it really matter how you put the candle out? Okay. I got this, and... Now, I've been a practicing witch for over two decades, and I will honestly tell you I had never heard this. So I, you know, started to look it up. Check websites, look some books, and uh, lo and behold, this is a, there's a whole thing where you're not supposed to blow your candles out. That, uh, surprised me. It largely surprised me. So, we're going to talk about that. Because there's a bunch of people who think I've been doing stuff wrong, and I know I haven't, so... Well, that's, uh... That's definitely me injecting a point of view here. Okay, so... There are people and sources that say not to blow your candles out. And... One of the reasons that Elsie cited is that, as, as in the email I got, that it's supposed to be disrespectful to the element of fire... I've also seen said that uh, it's disrespectful to the element of air to use it to blow out a candle. Um, 
I've also seen uh, things say that it blows away your intentions for the spell. Um, I'm going to say I don't agree with any of these things, but we're definitely going to talk about them. So, I'm going to tell you that there is a strong practical reason to use a candle snuffer. So a lot of spells want you to let the candle burn all the way down to the bottom, and but the fact is, a lot of us, myself included, it's just, we're busy, man, and candles are expensive. Like, the time-wise, like, I often don't have time to even to let, like, a votive candle burn all the way down, let alone, you know, a nice big pillar. And frankly, those, those pillar candles, you know, they, candles cost money, man. I am not made of money. You're not made of... If you're listening to the show, you're probably not made of money either. Um, so, you know, it's blowing out or extingu extinguishing a candle is part of a spell. Even if you wish you could let it burn down all the way, it's just kind of necessary. Now, there is uh, the candle snuffer can be a practical thing for the following reasons. It's just cleaner. So you've got a nice altar cloth, you've got... Or you're on a nice table or, you know, anything... When you blow out a candle, you project wax forward, right? Your 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 breath carries momentum. It can blow hot wax onto whatever surface the candle is on. And it's the same reason why you want to use a candle snuffer when you have a nice dining room tablecloth. And you know, it's it just it's just better for that reason. Now, there are people who, like, will wet their fingers and pinch out the flames, but I don't like burning my fingers. I find that unpleasant, so I don't understand those people. But So there is a practical argument, though, for a candle snuffer. But that is, that is just a cleanliness thing. For people who talk about it being disrespectful to the elements, look, if, if elementals... If, that, if that's a part of your practice, to personify the elements, like... I don't think the concept of fire is so petty that it cares whether or not you blow it out or snuff it out, and I don't think the concept of wind, like, fire itself feeds on the air, right? Like, fire f is, it's oxidation. It's, it's already feeding on the air, so... Like, if your argument is that using air to extinguish a, a flame is disrespectful to the air, having a flame is disrespectful to the air. So, I have a hard time trucking with that. So yeah, to the person who wrote in, um, based on disrespect and respect to elements, I don't think you really have a problem there blowing out your candle. Now... When we talk about one of the other reasons people talk about of blowing away your intentions. Uh, what? Okay, look, I'm I'm a very intentions-based, like, it's... It, your intention is a huge part of my form of witchcraft, right? Like, it's... I know there are people where they don't really, you know, focus on intention. It's much more about practice. But for those of us who do think of intention... That's just a weird thing to say, because in theory, then, your intention while blowing would be as equal a thing, right? So, 
in my research, one of my favorite things that I found, and this is just pure ridiculousness. I'm going to pull this up in front of me. So I found this one. I'm not going to name what blog it was, what which blog I found this on, um, because I don't want to uh, be too mean. But I found this this blog entry about candle magic. And the first thing that tried to hook you into candle magic was talk about birthday candles, right? That the concept of making a wish while blowing out birthday candles is effectively a form of candle magic. Because it is, right? I mean, you've performed the ritual. You have placed the candles upon the cake. You have lit the candles. And then while, uh, you know, while a circle of loved ones watch, you extinguish the candles with your breath while making a wish. And... You are not to tell anyone what that wish was. That's that's some witchcraft right there. I'm sorry. It's that's that's you've you've just done a spell there. Well, they use this as their example to hook you in. And except it's they then in their like in in like a later paragraph talk about, you know, how the basic principle of, you know, the it requires you to light the birthday candle and that's what, you know, part of the spell. But the basic principle applies in candle magic, except that in candle magic, you shouldn't blow out the candle. And I just... I... I that's just dumb. You literally... You contradicted yourself! You literally used an example to hook people into candle magic and then said... Except for that main thing that you have to do in the whole thing. Yeah, don't do that. It's literally the whole point of bringing it up. Oh, boy. Okay, so. Oh. So this is why... I just found myself getting frustrated with a lot of the candle magic sources on the internet because they, they this is a problem. Okay, so I said I wasn't, I'm, I, this is totally going to get philosophical right now, immediately, right? So I find all of these candle magic blogs and I'm searching through because I'm looking for various reasons and... Like, I'm looking for, you know, reason... I'm looking to find anyone who can tell me why they came to these conclusions, what their source was. Like, and I mean, I'd even accept... Like, and when I, I talk about sources, I mean, like, if the source is, I've been doing witchcraft, this is what I've found in my own experimentation, that's a source. Like, that's, that's legit to me. Right? Like, if you tell me that the reason why you've come to these conclusions is because... It's what you've tried and what you've personally found. Like, I am I am there for that. But when people act like, oh, and this is the way it's always been, or this is how, you know, this is this, you know, this is how it works without telling me how they know this is how this works, I just, it hurts my brain so much. Like, all I want to know is why you think this. Like, if it's because you got it from X book, say I got it from X book. If it's because I came up with it myself, say it's because you came up with it yourself. But, like, we need to, like, cite stuff, guys. Like, 
We need to actually explain how we got to certain conclusions. I find all these websites that are like saying all this with all this authority. Like, it's... And let me... They talk about like the colors of the candles. And first off, I have found like... Their correspondences are not consistent across different like things. And no one's listing their source. And... Look, I know that candle magic exists in other traditions, but I don't know anything about hoodoo. I avoid looking into, like, uh, hoodoo. I avoid looking into a lot of other traditional stuff that isn't really open to, you know, a white person. <laughs> so, it's, I don't know, maybe they stole this from someone else, but they don't say where they got it from! Like, and a lot of these, like, are are literally specifically, like, Wiccan websites. And so I'm not talking about, like, this is general witchcraft stuff that will... Like, no one is saying where they got these correspondences from. And... Like, why do these... Why does this... Why do you think that this colored candle means this thing, right? And for the most part, we're talking about artificial pigments, aren't we? Like, if the magic is supposed to come from the candle wax, why does it matter which artificial color? Like, modern candles aren't naturally colored, right? Like, candle dyes are largely synthetic, as far as I know. And so, what's the difference between a red and a purple candle if it's just the levels of dye mixed in? Like, wouldn't it be more important, like... Like, if you were making a magic candle, wouldn't it matter more the ingredients you used to color the wax than the color that the wax was? Right? That... That just seems to make way more sense to me. Like, if you want to talk about things like... If you're a materialist, if you are a person whose witchcraft is based on practical materials... I would think that the color of the candle would be the least important thing compared to the composition of the candle, right? But that's that's not that's not what none of these websites none of these websites address that. Like they don't talk about that at all. They just talk about like oh, it's a red candle, it means lust, or if it's a or if it's a pink candle, it means lust. It depends on whose uh, thing you're talking about, which website you go to, like. And they say it with such stern authority, like, they know, they are the oracle of all candle colors stuff. This is, this is the way things have always been. It, give me a source. Tell me how you learned this information. This is, this is a consistent problem across a lot of witchcraft websites. Like, you'll find it on, uh, You'll find, like, things about gemstones. You'll find things about minerals and, like, rocks and stuff like that. Crystals. We all love our crystals. Or at least some of us. I like crystals. They're neat and shiny. But, uh... All the correspondences. They're just completely plucked out of nowhere. So I'm gonna lay it down. I don't think the color of the candle frickin' matters. Unless it matters to you. Like... 
When it comes down to it, I don't see any reason why a white candle can't be substituted for every single candle color. Because, and if you want to at me, if you want to come at me for this, I'm just going to point out that white is a reflection of all colors. Therefore, a white candle is all colors. So there. Also, like, can I just say, and this is just an aside, like, a lot of websites, not all of them, not all of them, a lot of these websites will talk about, like, uh, like a blue candle reflecting the element of water. Like, that's, that's my favorite. Like, this is not... This is a mixed bag across different things, but a blue candle reflecting the element of what you're burning something like it's flame. It is literally a different element and making the candle blue, which is, by the way, blue is not a color of water. Water is clear. The reason why we think of water as blue is because bodies of water reflect the sky, which is blue. It's it's a nonsense correlation. <laughs> I mean, if you want to use blue as a color to reflect water, that's fine. Like, I mean, frankly, it's water's clear. So, what else? What, you gotta if you're gonna pick a color, may as well pick that. But like, to have your candle, something that you're using with the element of fire, to represent water, and then on the same website, while saying that the blue candle represents water, that blowing out a candle is disrespectful because you're using the element of air, how is it not more disrespectful to use the element of fire to represent the element of water? It's There's no consistency to these ideas for a lot. Not some of the websites, they're consistent, but some of these websites are wholly inconsistent. I'm very frustrated. So, this is my thought. The elements, if you believe in them having a personality, which many of us do, but not everybody does, but if you believe elements have a personality, I don't think they're so petty that they would care that you blow out a candle. The fire and the air are going to be fine. They got their own deal. And let me tell you, you would not be a part of it. <laughs> you and I are too insignificant for that. So if you're worried about offending an element, screw it, go for it. Let's not uh, live in such a small world. If you are worried about intentions, you're only blowing away your intentions if you're trying to blow away your intentions. I mean, frankly, I've done spells where blowing out the candle is the trigger of the spell to send the energy to send the spell to where it's supposed to go, right? So, if your intention is to dismiss something when you blow a candle out, or if your intention is to send it away, then, you know, it's fine. If your intention is to... If your intention is to dismiss your intentions, if you believe that intention is a major part of witchcraft, this is all... If you believe that intentions are an impart, important part of witchcraft, then you're only blowing away your intentions when you blow out a candle if you're intending to blow away your intentions. So, that made sense if you follow, I guess. I am convinced that made sense. 
Anyways, I guess the point is, is that do what you want because, <laughs> because if you believe the, I don't think that if, for those of us who personify the elements, I don't think that they're, they'd be offended. That's just dumb. Um, and if you believe that, um, intentions would be dismissed, like if you're, if you're concerned about intentions, if you don't intend to dismiss your intentions, then you haven't, right? Like, either you're a mechanicalist, like, even if you're a materialist who, like, uh, believes that the mechanics and materials of the spell are the important part, then you're just going to follow that list. If you're a person who believes that intentions are a part of the spell, then it doesn't matter what you do so much as what you intend when you do it, right? So if that's the philosophy you're coming from, you're fine, dude. You're fine. And uh, when it comes to colors of candles, I'm just going to... Look, if that's an important part of your magical system, great. But understand that the material components used to make a different colored candle are almost identical. Like, I have a hard time trucking with the idea that, like, the color makes a material difference. It's now, if you're an intentions-based spellcaster, like, if that's an important part of your practice... Um, Maybe the color is important to you. But then can't you just pretend that... I'm... Look, if you got a candle with, like, stuff in it, like, I've got this great cinnamon candle. To me, the cinnamon makes a difference. And, I mean, it's got, like, physical cinnamon sticks as part of it. Like, that as a material component makes a difference. And scented candles can make a difference because there are oils that were used to make that scent. I care more about what oils were used to make the scent than what it smells like. But, like, that makes sense to me. But if it's just color? If it's just color? It's all artificial dyes these days, man. And also, by the way, if you're telling me that these are ancient sources and you've got a purple candle in there, I'm definitely not buying what you're selling, considering how rare purple dyes were historically. The idea that anyone was putting that in a candle, like, hundreds of years ago. Like, no, you're a modern source. Tell me who your source is. Or something. I don't know. Well, that was me talking for, like, 20 minutes about candles. If you like this sort of episode, tell me. Go to bsfreewitchcraft.trhonline.com and click on the contact button. And uh, I'll do more. I will talk about material components till the cows come home. Just buy, like, cheap candles, man. Just do it. Buy candles that make you happy. If you run out of space for candles, use some. That's yeah, if if you have if you have extra candles, if you have too many candles, just use some candles. Then you'll have less candles. And then you can buy more candles. It's the candle economy. That's how this works, right? Um That's how I think it works. Anyways. <laughs> 
Thank you guys so much to listening to the show this month. Um, this was not originally what I was going to do, but I got that email and I was just like, uh, I need, it just sent me down a rabbit hole. Like I often will respond to the emails that I get. I try to, I, I don't respond to all of them. Um, and, but sometimes if you send me down a rabbit hole with your question, it may just end up being an episode like this one. Uh, and just freaking candles, man. So with that, remember, you can follow this show on uh, social media at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. You can follow me on Twitter at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. You can follow me on Tumblr, um, which is T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. And remember, this show is run off of contributions and support from listeners like you. If you would like to support the show... Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N and uh, make a contribution. Don't make a contribution, but uh, I appreciate it if you can help out. And we are, as always, a part of the Nerd and Tie Network, which you can find a whole bunch of shows at nerdandtie.com, like our page is nerdandtie.com slash bs3witchcraft. But there are other shows on the network. Uh, the newest addition to the Nerd and Time Network is Cool and Unusual Punishment. It, <laughs> it's a really fun show. Every week, Jody Arnold and Tyler Haas sit down to tell each other strange tales about murder, humanity, and anything else. I mean, they've talked about weird exorcisms and weird Craigslist stories and just random... It's, it's a lot of fun. It's very interesting, and it's it's very Midwestern, as are everyone at the Nerd and Tie Network. So, yeah, and you can find more information about that and every other show on the network at nerdandtie.com. And, uh, yeah, with that, my fellow chickens, I am going to leave you. And, uh, woof. Talk to you all again in a month. <laughs>